Welcome back to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. My name is Ken Winter, and this week's episode is entitled Impeculiar. Impeculiar. Spellcheck just told me the word is incorrect. Google tells me the word does not exist. And yet, it seems to be the perfect word to describe an attitude or action that others considered to be peculiar when, in fact, it should be the norm. I wouldn't say the action is ordinary, because nothing about it is ordinary. I wouldn't say the action is unusual, because it should be our daily response. But conversely, I could not describe it as usual or unremarkable. So it must be impeculiar. Please allow me to explain. Several days before Jesus was crucified, he and his disciples were spending the evening in Bethany at the home of Simon. Simon apparently had previously been a leper. I say previously because if he still had leprosy, no one would have been dining with him at his table. Given the fact that very few people ever recovered from leprosy in that day, it is highly probable that he was healed by Jesus. It was through that miracle of healing that they probably became friends. In fact, he could have been the leper that Jesus healed, as recorded in Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. This particular account in Matthew 26, combined with the parallel accounts in Mark chapter 14 and John chapter 12, would tend to indicate that Simon's home was also the home of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, which would imply that Simon, the former leper, who Jesus healed, is the one who John called Lazarus, the one who Jesus raised from the dead in John chapter 11. That being the case, Simon slash Lazarus had twice been dead to his sisters. The first time they were separated from him by leprosy. Lepers were forced to live in isolation away from everyone else in a sentence of death. And the second time, he had truly been dead and in the grave for four days. So, on this night, the family was hosting Jesus and his disciples for dinner. Simon, or Lazarus, the host, was reclining at the table, fully attentive to his guest of honor. Martha was serving, as always, making sure his every need was being met. Mary was once again at the feet of Jesus. While Jesus, his disciples, and his host were eating, Mary came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. Then she proceeded to anoint Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance. If I am correct about Simon and Lazarus being the same person, I want you to think about the thanksgiving that was overflowing in the hearts of that family. They had a deep love for Jesus, and he had a deep love for them. He called them his friends. Simon, or Lazarus, was expressing his thanksgiving by hosting and supping with his friend, enjoying intimate conversation and fellowship. Martha was expressing her thanksgiving through her love language, serving, and doing so with excellence. Then, 
in walked Mary, expressing her thanksgiving, her love, and her worship by anointing Jesus' head and feet with expensive perfume. She was taking the same care that would typically have been reserved for a deceased loved one in preparation for burial. Only Jesus knew that Mary was, in fact, preparing his body for burial. Not another person in that room, including Mary, knew that in just a matter of days, Jesus' body would be buried in a tomb. Even when Jesus made that statement to the disciples, they did not yet understand. And here was Mary presenting worship to her Lord in the best way she knew how, overflowing with love and adoration. Later, the Apostle John would describe the vision of what worship will look like in heaven in the book of Revelation. I would venture that Mary's expression of worship that night was the closest he came to seeing that vision on this side of heaven. Nothing about Mary's expression of worship was peculiar or ordinary or unusual. And yet, in the midst of pure, authentic worship, the naysayers came out, criticizing her excess and her impropriety. Though their criticisms were couched in a godly, we-care-about-the-poor way, their criticisms were actually godless. When Judas said, what a waste, it could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor, he was really revealing the condition of his cold heart. He revealed a heart that was unable to express true worship. Unfortunately, a number of the disciples were taken in by Judas' false piety and echoed his concerns. This needs to be a reminder to us to be discerning in all things before we lend our support. You see, what they were declaring to be peculiar and inappropriate was truly just the opposite. It was impeculiar. By the way, that is a good reminder for all of us. Don't join in with the Judases in the room. Take the question to Jesus first, before you join in. Listen to what he has to say about the matter before you cast any aspersion. In this instance, they would have clearly heard Jesus calling out Judas for his errant thinking. As a matter of fact, Jesus went on to declare that little else from that evening would be remembered. But wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. The lesson for us is that our worship must move from being perfunctory or ordinary. We must stop going through the motions and begin to worship our Lord authentically, with a pure heart, and with all of our heart, like Mary. Those around you may view your worship of Jesus as being peculiar, but take it from the woman whose deed will be remembered wherever the good news is preached, and allow your genuine worship of Jesus to become impeculiar. You can read the biblical account about that night in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 6 through 13. A portion of this episode is adapted from Taking Up the Cross, the fifth book in my Lessons Learned in the Wilderness series. All of my books are available through Amazon, in print, and for your Kindle or Kindle app.
Information on how you can obtain a copy is available on my website, kenwinter.org. Well, thank you for joining me again this week, and I hope you'll join me again next week as together we walk with the Master.